Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of BU with Declan Edwards. Today, we have another episode in our Insider Scoop series for you to check out. So, if you're new here, the Insider Scoop series is where we're giving you access to stories from the BU team, from our members, from our graduates, and from people who've been personally affected by this movement. They're sharing their insights and their personal development journeys. And the reason we're doing this is so that you can hear from real people and get a sense of hope of like, well, if they can do it, maybe I can do it too. So with that said, I'm very grateful to have a member who I've personally coached, who is now an alumni member of BU and is now entering the impact and leadership coaching program to become a mentor and learn to help other people. She's a living, breathing example of our vision, which is to make an impact starting with self. Stacey Clark is joining me on the episode today. And as I said, she's someone who first did our six-month confidence and purpose coaching program, then went into our alumni program and has recently joined the impact and leadership program. So she's got a lot of insight and I think her story is beautiful and incredible because it highlights the value of different approaches to your mental and emotional well-being. In this episode, Stacey and I get really honest about the differences uh, and approaches between counseling and coaching. We also talk about her big realizations and breakthroughs and what's allowed her to really rapidly grow and to create a much happier, more fulfilled life for herself than really she ever thought was possible at one point in her life. This really is one that hits home for me. As I said, it's one where I get to sit down with someone who I've been fortunate enough to have a very personal connection with and be a big part of their personal development journey for a couple of years now. So I'm grateful and honored that Stacy was happy to come in and share her story with all of you. Now, don't forget that this episode, like all of our episodes now, is available for free on the Wellness Library. And the Wellness Library is part of our new platform called Pocket Coach. So think Netflix, but it's good for you. It's a full e-learning platform designed to give you access to tools, techniques, and strategies that make your life better. We believe these are things that we should have been taught in school, how to have better relationships, how to be good with money, how to build your self-esteem and self-worth how to find your sense of purpose in life and turn that into a career. But we don't get taught this in school and that's why we're honored to have created the Pocket Coach platform to help you take those next steps forward in creating a life that you love. So the link as always is in the show notes today. Make sure you click through, enroll for free in the Wellness Library and start accessing hundreds of blogs, podcasts and videos designed to help you grow your mindset, your well-being and your personal development. With that said, let's welcome Stacey to the studio. Okay, Stacey, welcome to the show. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, It's always nice to catch up with you in person. Obviously, you and I have had a very close connection for um, well over a year now and really, you know, connected and gotten to know each other. And it's been an honor for me to be part of your journey and your personal growth uh, over that time which is why I'm particularly excited to share that story with our listeners. I do believe, as we are talking about before we went on the show, that some of the most valuable stories we can share with people are stories where people go, oh my God, like what they're talking about, that's me. Like that's where I'm at. That's what I'm struggling with. And it's almost a sense of hope of, 
Well, if Stacy can can grow and better herself and create a better life for herself and be happier and more fulfilled, maybe I can too. It's that little glimmer of maybe this is possible, which I see so much value in. Uh, I cannot wait to begin unpacking that journey with you throughout this interview. But before we do that, I'm getting too excited and jumping ahead of myself, um, as per usual. As per usual. <laughs> before we do that, I'd love to hand over to you and give you a chance to introduce yourself to our listeners and in your own words, sort of give a bit of a, uh, almost like the movie trailer version of, of your personal growth over the last couple of years. Um, where were you before connecting with us? What led you to connect with us? Like how did that even come to be? And then we'll start unpacking from there. So take it away and introduce yourself to everyone. Hi, everyone. This is the first podcast I've ever done. I didn't even know what one was until I got asked by Declan to do one. Um, yeah, so... I'm Stacey. I've been with BU for, well, one and a half, maybe two years. Coming up to two, I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been friends on Facebook for two years, so it's got to be around yes. that. Um, so before BU, I had been doing uh, counselling for probably about the seven-year mark. I'd done a hell of a lot of work there. Um, I don't think I was fixable by Declan before if, if I hadn't done that seven years of counselling, um, I went through a heck of a lot with that. But with the counselling, I felt like I was, I like the end was almost there. It was just, just in my grasp, but I couldn't quite get there. I didn't feel like the counsellor or I had the tools to get me to that last bit. It felt like I was sort of just stagnant right before that finish line. And um, happened to go away on a girls' weekend with my cousin and me and my cousin were sitting in this sauna and talking about all sorts of things. And as Declan mentioned before, that what we're trying to aim for here is actually sort of what happened. My, my cousin was telling us about our friend who had been to BU and had had that change happen and and got to that point where she was, in my eyes, the word fixed. And I said, wow, well, if if Charmaine can do it, well, you know, Shazi can do it, I can do it, and if she did it through this way, I, I want to give it a shot. Mm. So that's how I come to and, you know, met, met Declan and had my first little interview thing with him and we clicked straight away. I'm like, yeah, Declan's a cool dude and started off with Declan and I think my first between my first sort of interview to my actual first coaching session, I'd had a few boundary thoughts of like, well, hang on, I'm like five so years older than Declan. What's what's this kid going to be able to help me with? Like, seriously, how can this kid help me out? Like, I've got probably so much more life experience than I sort of thought about it. I went, hang on, no, don't be so judgmental, Stace. Like, He's done the training. He's got to this point. He's an intelligent man. He's, it's just like, you know, with me, um, a lot of people go, well, hey, Stace is in the motor trade industry, but she's a girl. What can she possibly know? Don't be judgmental. It's his job. I can, you know, he can do this. He can help me out. So that was my first sort of little hurdle. Mm. And, um, hey, you know, you have helped me out a hell of a lot. But um, look at your smiles. <laughs> and sort of went from there. My next sort of hurdle after that was 
I was still counselling at the time. I was counselling and I was BU coaching Mm -hmm. and I had a lot, like almost everyone close to me, the only person who didn't sort of pipe up and say, hey, Stacey, you know, are you sure about this coaching thing? Are you sure it's not some sort of hoax or, you know, mm. some way just, to, you know, a money grab thing? Because I have been very well known to be quite naive. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was very concerned that, you know, it was a money grab and, mm. hey, why don't you, even the counsellor, mm. everyone was like, Stace, you know, are you sure, you know, hey, you don't really need this, I can I can coach you, you don't need this, or the counsellor, like we've been doing this, Stace, with the counselling. And I'm like, yeah, well, I've done a couple of sessions with him and it's working. Yeah, it's expensive, but it's working. And, mm. like, the counsellor isn't working and, you know, I, and, again, I spoke to Ange, the one who mm. helped me first find BU, and she was the only one supporting me. And I said, Ange, everyone's sort of pulling me down and saying, you know, mm. I shouldn't be doing it. And I even did. I spoke to Declan, my coach, about it and go, everyone's pulling me down. Like, why? You know, it was everyone's pulling me down and I shouldn't be doing it. It costs too much. I'm thinking about leaving. And we went, well, hang on. If it's working, mm. why would you leave? Mm. Regardless if the counsellor thinks we've been doing it, well, clearly what she was, the way she approached it wasn't working. Mm. So maybe it's time to give her up, which ended up happening. Mm. And then we just focused. Ange made a very good point. Well, Stace, if your parents are saying, I can do what the coach is doing, well, hang on, why don't you step up and do it? Mm. You haven't done it. You're not doing it. I need to find someone who can do it, and if I have to pay for it, so be it. Mm. And I tell you what, anyone who is listening, best investment of my entire life, Mm. whether it's expensive or not expensive, 100% best investment of my life. used to say that about my house, but honest to God, better than the investment in my house. Be you, it's... Making yourself, investing in yourself and your own mental health and mm. your own well-being way better than any other investment you could ever invest in. Yes, it's expensive, but mm. my God, is it worth it? Mm. Um, I'm getting emotional now. <laughs> you and I both. Actually, um, and I'd, I'd love to sort of jump in and um, ask a couple of things on that section. For those listening, I want to highlight something really quite beautiful in Stacey's story um, or a couple of things that really stand out. We are very open at BU Coaching about saying, look, there are three different approaches to helping your mental and emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. There's firefighting strategies, which is if you're at like rock bottom, how do we get you back to zero and neutral and feeling okay in life? There's prevention strategies, which is when you're at zero, how do you try to prevent yourself from having those big drops to rock bottom again? And then there's cultivation strategies, which is how do we go from zero to plus 10? And every different methodology and profession and field has a different space in there. And so we're very open with people where we say, look, counseling, psychology, traditional therapy are incredible resources for doing that firefighting work and getting you to sort of that neutral sort of space, which is, as, as Stacey mentioned, she highlighted, like, she'd been doing counseling for seven years, you said? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and, and that was such an important and valuable component of your personal growth journey. Extremely, yeah. I, right? I don't think if you had have met me without that, if mm. you had have met me at that I 
nothing against you. I don't think you yeah. could have got me to where I am now mm. without like from that rock bottom. I was bad. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the first discovery session, right? Is yeah. why we do that to go, are we the right fit for you like right now? And yeah. if we're not like that's, we yeah. had a couple of people recently where we had them like, we would be doing you a disservice yeah. to, to work with you right now. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, obviously the whole mention of, oh, is it a hoax? Is it a money grabbing thing? The amount of people we turn away where if it was a money grabbing thing, we could just sign them and, yeah. and take the money. But we go, this isn't right for you right now. Like, yeah. So if it's okay with you. I want to, can I pair you up with someone who I think is a better fit right now? Yeah. And then if it's right later, let's chat. And, um, yeah, it's quite funny, obviously, hearing that the concern. I think that's a very healthy concern to have. I think, yeah. unfortunately, I do agree that the coaching industry, especially in Australia where it's unregulated, anyone can say they're doing it. A lot of people do it fucking terribly. Um, yeah. I think it's always healthy to have a level of skepticism about it. So I think your family and friends really had the right heart yeah. and the right intentions. And that's the good thing that you had, like you explained, you know that there's all these hoaxes and you'd explained <laughs> I've know of all these people who are hoaxes and everything but I've gone and I've done all this training at uni and wherever else you've done your training I know you did uni training and you've done all your training and you've invested a lot of time and money and it's your own and you've done your bit to make Mm. sure you're not a hoax and that's me explaining that to my family and my you know concerned friends and my counsellor that sort of put them at ease a little bit Mm. um you know, like he, he hasn't just gone in and gone, hey, just Surprise. today I'm a life coach. <laughs> no, he's gone, I'm going to invest time and money and effort mm. into being the best person I can be to go, hey, I can be a life coach. I've mm. done the training. So that helped put people's mind at ease and helped put my doubts when they started of course. putting, you know, going, well, hang on, no, he's he's trying. He's not mm. just a fake. Mm. And you know what, even if he was a fake, which is not, it's working. <laughs> so that was the biggest, you know, doubt killer. It's mm. working. And if it, and I said to my, you know, it's working. Why are you bitching at me? It's working. Stop. Shut up. Mm. It's working. And just fucking be happy for me. Yeah. And I tell you what, that's still to this day, they all still sort of go, eh, yeah. are you sure? Should you still be doing it? It's worked. You're good. You're, you're level now. Should you still be doing it? I'm like, for God's sake, just be happy for me. Yeah. And I think that's almost like it's unfortunately part of the Australian culture, this tall poppy syndrome sort of thing. Maybe this subconscious, the Stacey that they first knew and loved yeah. is very different from the Stacey that you are now. Yes. You've gone through remarkable changes. Yes. And that can be difficult for some people to come to terms with and to grasp. And that's okay. That's, you know, this, this healthy thing that happens there. But obviously it's, it's beautiful to see you going, well, this is working for me. I'm feeling better about myself with this. I'm learning these skills and putting them into practice. So, And it's almost like they pick and choose what parts of, you know, mm. this coaching has helped me and what hasn't because mm. – uh, no, I can say this safely because mum's never going to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know what podcast is, mum doesn't. So mum will pick and choose. Like she loved the fact that I was so strong and able to be able to go, hey, this job is putting so much pressure on me mm. and it's killing my my mind yeah. that I'm now going to go and work for someone else for less hours, less stress and less money. Yeah. And even though it was less money, she sort of went, oh, should you be going working for less money? Well, hey, with 
less stress and less hours comes less money. And she's going, yeah, yeah, I suppose, right. She was grateful enough to realise that I was strong enough to realise my current job is too much, but she's not grateful that I'm like, well, hey, mum, no, I can't. I don't have time to come and boundaries. visit you. Boundaries, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like that I'm putting boundaries up, mum. I don't have time to come and see you every single week for five hours every mm-hmm. single week or seven hours every single week. Mm. She doesn't like that anymore. Yeah. So I want my oats decent. I'm not used to those healthy boundaries. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because I would like to really ask you about over the last year and a half some of these sort of keystone changes, one of which being like this amazing moment i know we had lots of discussions around the changing of career path yeah and getting to the point i know i'm very proud of you getting to the point where you went my mental health and my well-being is worth more than a paycheck yeah and so if that means i'm going to change industry and potentially do less hours or you know have a bit less pay but i'm going to be happier yeah and i'm going to have more time on my hands to do things that make me happy yeah then perhaps that's a good trade to make yeah um that was a huge we had a lot of talks about that that was huge it was a beautiful chat and i know there's been uh, quite a few big moments like that if it's okay with you i'd love if you could share some of those with us and Um, with the audience so i think after if we're sort of going in sequence after the whole trying to get past the the family putting Mm. doubts in my mind i think the next boundary was my own sort of boundary. I can't remember exactly what my own boundary was, but I just remember you had to light the fire under my ass and I've told you you're never allowed to do that again. (laughs) That was the scariest. Mm. And, yeah, guys, if he does have to put a fire under your ass, yeah, it's scary. I warn you Mm. now, it's scary. I bawled my eyes out, Mm. but... It did. It lit the fire God, under my ass. Afterwards. I ran. I mm. went, well, no way am I turning into this person that mm. you sort of went, all right, if you stay on this path and you mm. sort of took me through this journey, if you stay on this path, this is where you're going. Mm. And that's where I bowled my eyes out, people. If you go on this other path and we get better and things get, you know, mm. and things work, where can, you, where can you see yourself? So, yes, he takes you down scary path first. Then mm. he brings you, lifts you back up. So, And then you sort of go, well, hang on, I don't want to go on this scary path of which my life is headed now. Mm. I'm going on this, I'm going to get better and I'm going to put some more effort in and stop being a little bitch and, 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 you know, put some effort in and become this better person. And, yeah, that that Mm. was... I can't remember I what was so holding me back. I so distinctly remember that session. So is it okay I. if I sort yeah, of share some it. things that I saw go in that session? Go for so, it. Um, for those listening, what, what Stacey's talking about is, yeah, we probably reached about, we were maybe six sessions in? Something like that. Yeah. yeah, and so we'd been coaching for about three months, and I started to notice this pattern. Uh, it's a pattern that we talk about quite regularly in coaching, and um, Stacey's a perfect example of it, and I say this with love and with care, but Stacey was very much a stage of being what we call an inspired procrastinator. Yep. In the sense that had like could could learn all of the tools and strategies we we're teaching, like grasp them very quickly, um, sort of knew the vision of where she wanted to go and would, and would talk about it, but there was no follow through, there was no action, there was no implementation. And what we realized was there was this sense of Stacy is a dreamer, which I think is a very healthy quality. It's this sense of like I, I very driven by pleasure. The downside of it is if it's not weighed out with a bit of pain, motivation, there's no skin in the game or we use the terminology fire under your ass, then we don't actually move. And so what Stacey and I did was a process where exactly she said, I said, okay, you let's meditate together and you just tell me like where does your life look a year from now if nothing changes? 
what about five years? What about ten years? What about twenty years? And that, what like, about your funeral? That's the one that got yeah. What like about what your funeral? What will people be saying about your life at the end of your life if you're standing at your own funeral? And like it, it, I've done this process myself with some of my mentors, and I totally got you mean when you're like it hurts. Like you feel physical, mental, emotional pain, and then you look at the flip side and go, but what if I make just a few fundamental changes and I really follow through and I really commit and I do them? And you know what? I'm probably going to fuck them up a lot, but I'm going to keep trying. And I'm going to get better. And you start to see what life can be. And it's this beautiful tipping point where it's like, well, I'm currently in a position where I can choose. And Stacey was in that position where she could choose. Like, how do you want to live the rest of your life? And she made the choice. And ever since then, it's funny. You mentioned, you know, you're never allowed to do that to me again. I've never had the thought cross my mind that we needed to again. Because you've been so consistent with taking action ever since. And there's been this really healthy balance between a bit of pain and a bit of pleasure motivation. Um, so obviously, we, we break through that. What then comes next to you? Like, what's sort of the next memorable breakthrough moment for you yep that's a good question (laughs) can i throw one that i noticed i thought was really beautiful um i'd love to ask more about the decision to to do an overseas trip and to go explore england and and that's right the uk and because i know we spoke about that quite a bit about that being a big goal that had just been on the back burner for a long time it was and i think it's a nice tangible example of that inspired procrastination it's like i've thought about doing this for a long time yeah i thought about it and thought about it and thought about it i can't remember the exact moment now hang on which one are we talking about had i been to thailand not yet no i hadn't been to thailand that's right i was always like i want to go overseas and it was just what yeah that's right all i can remember from that was i'd been to the bank i was out with mummy out shopping, which made her, I don't shop and I don't uh-huh. do stuff with mum because I'm a tomboy and mum's a girly girl. <laughs> so we're at the shops for some reason and the travel agency's right across the hallway from my bank. And I said, mum, let's just wander in here and I just want to go on a relaxing holiday where I can just park up and do nothing and see how much it costs. So I said, it will just be five minutes. Two hours later... <laughs> I'd paid for my holiday, upfront, whole lot paid. Mm. So it was, I think, six months' time. I'm going on a holiday. And I looked and said, oh, by the way, Mum, can you look after my dogs in six months? And she went, wow, I thought we were just going in to look. And I go, Mm. oh, well, you know what I'm like. I'm a bit, you know, random. Mm. I just decide things. But it was sort of like, that's right, we said in a coaching session that your lovely wife, Chevy, is Mm. a a, – travel consultant and I went cool so I went in there walked in there put my thing down and went want to buy a holiday and she said right when I said as soon as possible like (laughs) if it can be tomorrow let's go (laughs) and she said okay and she said well I've got a holiday and it's in like three weeks time or some Mm. something ridiculous and she said but you need to pay for it up front I said that's right go cards right there let's let's go and she's gone, so you got the money now? Yep, I've got plenty of money sitting there. Let's go. <laughs> and I just love that action taker attitude, though, that came out of this of like, you know what? My gut, it's almost like learning to listen to your intuition more. Yeah. My gut instinct is saying, I want to go travel and explore right now. Yeah. And, you know, and I know where you chose show was quite important to you as well. It was quite yeah, meaningful, right? It was. And I think it's so easy. People hear the whispers from the gut instinct in their life. 
and their own intuition. And that's so easy to get stuck back in your head and go, oh, oh it's not yeah. the right time. It's not, it's, you know, I don't have the money. money. It's not this. It's not that. And Who's going to look after the dogs? What's going to happen to the house? That was probably the main thing. Who's going to look right? after the dogs, the house? I'm, you know, trying to save money. Well, I had heaps of money saved. Why did I need to save more money? It mm. was just, I think it was like all those little things you brought up with mm. that sort of just go, you know, I need to keep saving money. Well, hang on, I've got. That, I think that was a big, big thing, and and work. Mm. You know, who's going to do my job while I'm gone? There's going to be, you know, I can't leave my coworkers. I can't strand them for, you know, three weeks. I mm. can't do all this stuff to my my coworkers. I can't, you know, I've got a role of responsibility. Well, hang on, mm. let the fuck go, mm. and just go and enjoy your life. Yeah, you know, you can let go for a couple of weeks. You yep. can let go of everything for a couple of weeks. It's not going to kill you or anyone else that you care yeah. about because I don't know anyone else out there, but I'm this big caring person. I can think about everyone else before, before myself. myself. Yeah. I've always been like that and that's been a big thing I've actually had to learn is to mm. start thinking about myself and not just think about everybody else mm. all the time. But, yeah, just learning to love myself a little. That was a big yeah. session for me too because yeah. in my mind – Loving myself was like being one of those ditzy little really cheerleader girls, sort of, arrogant yeah. cheerleader girls. Ha ha, look at me, love me. Yeah, yeah I love myself. Woo. Yeah. That's the this mm. the box I put that sort of thing in my head. And I've yeah. gone, Declan's gone, no, God. Yeah, that's false self. Wait, <laughs> fake false love. No, yeah. we want real authentic self-love and I've mm. gone well hang on what the hell's that mm. what's that look like and you explained it to me really mm. well I've gone ah oh, I can do that yeah I didn't know loving myself looked like that yeah. so that was a big realization of you know I didn't want to be seen as one of those ditzy princess little mm. bitches <laughs> I wanted to still be me mm. and you said well no you got to love yourself and I go but no, yeah. I'm not that person. Uh, it's not an identity change. It's just taking care of yourself. Like, all right, today I slept in till 1130. Beautiful, yeah. Perfect example. I have been running around for three weeks straight chasing after everyone else, moving my brother, chasing after everyone else. And I told my boyfriend last night, by the way, I'm not going to see you much tomorrow. And it's cool, but it's our day. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, bit of self-care time. <laughs> Sorry. You go play cars. You've got a busy weekend next weekend. You go play cars, fix your car up. I'm going to go and see Declan. And he said, well, what time's that? And I said, oh, that's 12 o'clock. And he said, what are you doing before that? Sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Just going to have a bit of I self-care sleep. time, a bit of healthy time for me. I need sleep (laughs) and I think that's such a healthy expression too of like a boundaries like we spoke about like being able to communicate them and uphold them b that really healthy genuine self-love I want to highlight a sentence she said in there that I'm hoping the audience I I don't want them to gloss over it because it was quite beautiful you said it's not an identity change it's just learning how to take care of yourself yeah and I think that's so powerful Right. That was the powerful thing for me because I thought self-love was like a full identity. I had to be someone else, right? Yeah, I had to, yeah. But it's not – it wasn't an identity change. It was basically self-love is taking care of yourself. For those people out there who thought like me, it's mm. not – don't see it as I love me, I love me. It's just looking after yourself. Look after yourself as if you look after your friend or mm-hmm. – your sibling or whatever, if you tell them if they're sick and you say go home and have a glass, good glass of water, chicken soup and have yep. a rest, yep. 
if you're telling that to your friend, you do that for Probably yourself. Probably some good advice. <laughs> do that for yourself. You yeah. know, um, if someone, if you, if your parents are run down or upset or whatever, you know, my parents are both going through some depression mm. stuff at the moment. I'm telling them, go and do some counselling. Mm. Go and, you know, go and look after yourselves. Or And you can say that so much more authentically and wholeheartedly now because you've done that. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there who make the mistake of, if I'm trying to help everyone else first, I'm giving them all this advice, but I'm not taking it. Yeah. I'm not acting it myself. It yeah. doesn't come from a place of genuinity. Yeah. Right? It doesn't come from that real, yeah. authentic care place, yeah. whereas... The analogy we always use is put your own oxygen mask on first. Yes, that's so you it. can put everyone else's yeah. on, right? Yeah, you got to put your own oxygen. Yeah, that if, for those who don't know, in the aeroplane, the, mm. the stewardess always says you have to put your own oxygen mask on before you put your child's on. Yeah, you've got to do that for yourself. I should probably still do it a little bit more than I do. Oh, but to. sometimes they fall off, and we've got to put them back on. <laughs> yeah, but you know, to you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the analogy me and Declan use, and I'm sure he uses it with a lot of other people. Yeah, one of my so, favourite ones. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. It is a good one. You've got to look after yourself sometimes a bit before you look after someone else. Definitely. Yeah. Now, I um, I really love having these conversations, and I, I want to highlight why for the listeners. A, because I know it's making an impact in people's lives listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, B, I think it's always nice to recognise when people have done personal development and done the work to, to improve themselves in their life and give them a platform to share some of their story. But I think the, the other reason why it really means a lot to me have these conversations is it consistently reminds me why we do what we do and why BU exists. And a lot of people, I think, look at personal development as a bit of a fluffy industry and go, oh, it's so easy, and they don't see all the heart and hurt that goes into in the background from both the coach and the client, right? There's a it's lot of fluffy. hard work. It's yeah. fluffy. It's, it's damn serious work. Yeah. I mean, we like, have fun while we do it, but it's serious oh, we work. We do, but, yeah, oh, just like I said, there's a few times where we've cried and we've, yeah. we've had I've to – I've cried during sessions with us. Like, I've, yeah. yeah. We have to sit down and sometimes we're just – completely stumped and have to nut it out yeah sometimes we have the really tough conversation sometimes we're just celebrating growth like it's this yeah. real beautiful connection there's a lot of different moments in there isn't there yeah 100 percent. Oh, there's and moments where i go Declan, i just can't get it and you yeah. go and you're looking at me and go ha, i do like, <laughs> now you've got to figure it out <laughs> and you sort of guide me to figure it out and, go, oh, and then there's duh. the light bulb moment too. Like, there it is <laughs> there it is duh. Um, yeah and so obviously like i, I love having these conversations for that reason and i could have these conversations for days on end but i am starting to get the little red flash from the podcast uh, which is saying we're nearing the end right um and i'm gonna put you on the spot here we go the last one we're gonna, we're gonna throw one at you uh and it's a simple one i want okay. you to share from the heart if you had let's say 30 seconds with everyone in the world and the question they've asked of you is what would your advice be if i'm thinking of starting my own personal development journey do it <laughs> that was so quick <laughs> like, straight away <laughs> do it, do it. <laughs> yeah, just go pull the trigger yeah um, do it 100% mm. do it it's like I said before so worth the while I don't care how much it costs you it is the best investment because one thing we pointed out in one of our sessions the only single person you live with for the rest of your life is yourself yeah everyone else around you will Can come and go come and go mm. or you know, even your closest friend, your partner, 
your parents. Mm. Unfortunately, everyone's got to die at some point. The only person you live with for your entire life is yourself in your head. And if you can't live with yourself in your head, how the fuck are you going to make it? Mm. So you, that's where I was at at one point. Mm. How the fuck am I going to do this? I can't live with myself in my head. I don't Mm. like the person I am. I need to change this. That's what, yeah, do it. And now... Now I love the person I am. I am at the top of my game and everything I'm doing now is just an added extra. Yep. I'm looking at becoming a mentor, not a life yes. coach, a mentor. Yep. I'm a little bit at stuck moment. I'm at that, you know, almost that need Fear to fight. And excitement and like- <laughs> Yeah, I'm at that procrastinating oh, yeah. dreamer sort oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I okay. want to be this person, but I can't be fucked to do that. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm at at the moment. And I had that realisation through this conversation, yep. this podcast. I'm sort of procrastinating. I really want to go and help people, but I can't be fucked to go and do the work right uh, now. <laughs> <laughs> but we're definitely going to be able to talk about that. And I think getting to that stage where you are looking at sort of mentoring and helping other people is an expression of the BU vision, which for all of our listeners to remind them is to make an impact starting with self. Yes. To start on self and then give back to there. Um, I would love to continue talking. We're, we're right on the final seconds now, so I do want to make sure that we squeeze in a thank you so much again, not only for today and for coming in and sharing some of your story, but for everything you've done over the last two years Ooh. in your life, in BU, in our community. Thank you really for being you. Oh, thank you. And thank you for thinking I'm valuable enough to do the, the interview. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Ta. What an incredible story of growth, change, resilience, and how making an impact can be something scary and difficult, especially when you're making an impact in your own life. But I think Stacey really showcases the value of learning to put yourself first, of investing in your own well-being and using that to not only change your life but to positively impact the lives of those around you. I want to take a moment to thank you for listening to this podcast. We've been blown away by the support that this podcast has received and it's because of people like yourself who take a couple of moments out of their week to invest in themselves and to listen to these episodes. We're not backed by any big companies. We don't have, you know, ads or funding coming in for this podcast we do it from a place of love and from a place of passion of knowing that giving people access to these stories and these resources does make a difference but we do need your help we need your help to make an impact to the number of lives that we really want to impact there are people in your life who would benefit from hearing this podcast from jumping on the wellness library from being part of the bu movement and they've never heard of us and we'll never have a chance to meet them and connect with them and make an impact in their life without your help. So what does that look like? First of all, giving us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast through is a huge help to us. Secondly, you can share it with your friends and family. Screenshot that you're listening to it, put it up on social media, tag us. It does make a difference when you do that. And then lastly, don't forget to register for the Wellness Library yourself. As I said at the start of the podcast, the link is in the show notes. But share it around too. The Wellness Library is a free resource and there's no harm in sharing that on Facebook, giving that to your friends and family and just giving them the opportunity to look after their own well-being in a much more proactive, practical and enjoyable way. In advance, thank you 
for helping us with that. If you're someone who's already done that, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Make sure you keep doing it. You know, there's no limits to how much we can help and how much of an impact we can make when we work together as a movement and a community. So until the next time we talk, you know how we do this thing. Make an impact, start with self, and be you.